I would pop the top, but it's a little, a little too wild out. Does it feel wild? Do you have a sense of where we're going today? Um, I I mean, I had a thought or two. Yeah. I don't know where you, where you are. The last two we made. How am I doing? I really like yeah. the last one. Did you see what I titled it? No, I did not. I I have not. Um, I always think like somehow I'm gonna know as soon as they go online. We have to like, subscribe to Hints and Guesses. Well, I I subscribe to Hints and Guesses, but I don't I don't have notifications or anything. Uh, so I usually find out from somebody else yeah. that you uploaded it, which I'm always like, wait, wasn't shouldn't I? I should, maybe I should I'll send you a text. But you're not like a social media guy, so it's like, what are you gonna do when you know? This? No, thanks to you. Thanks to your one of your wilderness within trips where we came back and I deleted Facebook yeah. app off my phone and realized my life was only getting better as a result. And so yeah, I've never you. put it back on. Oh um Yeah, this is this is cute. I mean I it has a potential to get kinda hot. Well, no, we've got if you're well, you can take your jacket off for one, oh, yeah. but you can we can get these windows going if you want. Well, I mean, then we got noise. I think I think let's try it without, and then if it gets too much, I can do a little bit, just a little bit of air in here, just a little, just a little crack. Anyway, um, oh, I I entitled it. I titled it. Kanye West is afraid you think he's fat. <laughs> That's the title of the last one we did. <laughs> Kanye West is afraid you think he's fat. Even though those words it. never appear in the podcast? No, they never appear. <laughs> People will listen to the whole thing and be like, hey, they never talked about Kanye West. <laughs> but I was like, this is it. We talk about growing up, second half of life, <laughs> the concerns of early adolescence. I mean, did you see that? He got liposuction because he said, I'm afraid you guys are going to think I'm fat. Oh, this yeah. this came out yesterday. That's, That's why I put it Well, I mean, a grown and, man, a successful artist. I know he's got yeah. like mental issues, like we all do. But really, yeah, really, you're afraid. Oh God, that's so sad. And that's where most of us are. Yeah. Um. What should we talk about today? What we talk about when we talk about. Things we talk about today. Yeah. Where does the conversation want to go today? I don't know. I found that on that on an intellectual level, um, that's usually the least interesting stuff. When I'm listening back to it. There's something uh this is my my latest thought. There's something it seems like there's a thread that's almost coming from an unconscious place that emerges and and we start to kind of follow it unknowingly and then it's and then in the listening back it's really just trying to like pull the pieces where we followed that thread and put them back together yeah and that's my theory um so we should just just start follow our unconscious i'm promptings I, my thinking brain does not like that direction mm. at all um Oh, we could. I mean, on on this... I was thinking about dreams. Yeah. Um, speaking of unconscious. Because I met with someone yesterday, a friend of mine, who 
I would not call a big dreamer. Well, not that I know, but I'm just going by his words. But he had one of those, like, one of those big dreams, like mm-hmm. the kind that you sit up in bed and you know already is significant and powerful. And I just, I, th- I mean, it might be possible to, when, like, if I back up 10 years ago, I never, what am I saying right now? Should we talk about dreams and unconscious? That's I, actually, I was just forming a question. There was, you know, I was actually just listening to the one from that we, from last week, this morning, as I was trying to get mm-hmm. the first, the first pass done. Edit. Um, and there's, there's a point of talking about, um, like, uh, there's a there's a lot of talking about church and leaving church, mm-hmm. and I remembered a dream that someone shared with me who was a pastor and was leaving church, not you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do have a leaving church dream. I'll tell it to you if you want, but go on. Oh, okay. So this mm-hmm. one is um, he's he's in the water. Maybe he's on a ship and he falls in the water. I don't remember the, if that's, if that's part of it, but he's in the water, in the ocean. Obvious <laughs> image there. Not obvious. I mean, um, dreams are weird. Well, well, yeah. Considering he's, he's, he's leaving behind, you mm-hmm. know, his, his career that he's built for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the water and he's, he's floating and he's looking at the ship. Um, and all of the congregation, you know, the people he recognized from the congregation are on the ship. Mm. And, and he's, he's in the water. And they're looking at him. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling for help as the ship moves away from him. Mm. And they throw him uh, something that's supposed to be like a flotation device mm. for him to float on. But it's like a, a, I think it's like a pole or something of that sort. And when he grabs it, it starts to sink. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. All right. I know. And he's and so he, and he's left. He's that's the nature of the dream. He's left behind. The congregation goes away. They throw him the life preserver as, as a way to like. Turns out it's a rod or a pole that just sinks. sinks. Yeah, and he grabs it and he starts to sink. Yeah, and he wakes up at that point, or you don't you don't remember? That's as, that's as much as I remember. Okay. So what is happening? I mean, what is happening? Why is why? Does the unconscious seem to cooperate or push sometimes? What is going on there? What is going on between the unconscious what I, and also the soul, what I would call the soul, and your waking life? What is it doing? Like, what is, why is the dream maker, that's the phrase that I use, giving this person this dream? And, like, and I also, I shared that particular dream as opposed to, say, one of my own. Because when I was listening to the conversation of uh, leaving and really of of feeling betrayed, feeling manipulated, wrestling with the the stickiness of leaving. Um, that image came to me as almost like an archetypal image, mm. you know, of leaving a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I I wanted to sort of put like a bigger context around why that particular image is shared. But to follow your thread, like, what is the dream maker? doing and what's the dream maker doing for that individual but i think yeah. also the imagery yeah. is let's try to talk about dream work and i think it might be interesting for us to to talk a bit about it because 
I'm a, I'm a novice mm-hmm. and you're a novice and, but we do talk about our dreams Yeah, and it's dreams for me have been a, um, a significant part of my own story the last particularly five or six years. And, mm-hmm. um, and even in some senses, as I'm thinking about it now has acted as a kind of compass in my yeah. life. And, that's a hard thing to talk about. That doesn't show up in my book. Although I, I was, I'm starting to work on another book or just the ideas for it. And mm-hmm. I think dreams uh, might be a, might be a thread in, in the, in the book itself. Uh, but anyway, so, but dreams for me of like, were not a significant part of my life. I can remember two or three childhood dreams. Yeah. And then, you know, I got nothing from high school, college, early marriage and mm-hmm. until I started getting closer to 40 and then I, they started, it was like I was being assaulted by them in a way. Mm. Like, Did that come because you were also doing some things like doing a workshop where you were encouraged to pay attention to your dreams? Yeah, that was like part that? of it. Yeah, that was part of it. But I started getting curious about the unconscious, I guess, like mm-hmm. dreams in general. And, it was as, in a sense, it was as simple as, I'm going to pay attention to my dreams. And then as soon as yeah. that happened, then I had some of the more significant dreams of my life right at the beginning, um, which was right in the middle of my own early stages of leaving church world, leaving Mars Hill. Mm-hmm. Just like almost the kind of thing where like, I don't know if I could do this anymore. And then it would go back underground again. Mm-hmm. This is not for me, yeah. But I don't know what else I would do. Like this that's is you, sort of this back is you questioning point. like the career, career. Okay, and then you're, and, and then you're saying as you're doing this questioning and it's coming up and going underground, you also are starting to think like what's happening in the unconscious. Yeah, I just and those are all happening together. They're all happening together. Yeah, they're they're all happening together, and they're creating like a terrain, like or maybe another way of saying it is like the terrain of my life starts to appear as a mixture between my waking life and my dream life. And also I think poetry is mixed in there. Even music and music I like, it's like becomes this whole landscape of things that I find alluring and repulsive and or repulsive, um, attractive and they have a kind of potency. Yeah. And, um, Can can we dig in a little bit more here? It's attractive and it has a potency, but it was once at a different time, not, not as much, right? I don't think that you're talking about, like, I have the personality of somebody who's drawn to the arts. I think you're kind of saying, like, there were some questions that were coming up and they became much more challenging to answer. Let's say it's a question like, who am I? Yeah. And I'm feeling, I, I can't get rid of a feeling. I'm assuming you i can't get rid of a feeling i'm not doing the thing that i'm here to do i'm doing something that's fake this isn't where i'm supposed to be but i can't even articulate what the other thing would be and yeah. it starts to get it gets so confusing that maybe you're stretching out and saying are there other signals or radio frequencies i could be tuning into to get yes. the information i'm seeking i don't know if i'd use the word information but mm-hmm. like um, imagine there's a pond 
And at the bottom of the pond, there are several springs that are, it's a spring fed pond, but they're okay. down there somewhere. And I just don't know where they're located. Maybe there, maybe there's more than one. There's not a single source down there. Yeah. And that, yeah, I start to get curious, like what are the other sources that are the, of life mm -hmm. that are bubbling up from below that I need to start paying attention to? And you're on the surface of the pond, if we can keep going yeah. with the metaphor. Mm -hmm. And what is driving you to go beneath the surface? Well, discontent, disillusionment, uncertainty, doubt. Um, also, doubt, doubt in well, God, faith, my own life. Um, see, it's funny because my own story. I don't have like um, maybe my doubts were more vocational. I mean, a lot of that stuff I've already written about, like, I'm, I felt like I was playing a game, you know, and I just don't want to play the game anymore. Right. The game of evangelical Christianity, where if you pretend to be on these, you know, if you, if you pretend to hold to these tenants, yeah. um, then you're sort of okay. And I just don't want to play that game anymore. But the more powerful ones were just like this unease. And I also think something else was waking up, which was attraction, like, I started getting into Bill Plotkin's work and I started reading Richard Rohr's stuff about rites of passage and I started mm. and, and much much of my childhood was actually spent outside and this part of my life felt cut off. And so returning to like uh, my my wife w would say something for, for she said for many years really which was you know, you used to be into camping and hiking and I did a lot of this stuff even in college mm. and then when we got married it just sort of went underground like what happened there? Mm. And and I started to realize that, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, was I just pretending like, oh, I'm the camper guy. I like right. shop at REI, you know, and I have the look, but I don't I'm not really that into it. Yeah. And, and I guess maybe that was partially true. The other part of it was something had gone underground. And yeah, maybe it was like I need to I need to be a professional adult here and um I don't know. And also, too, I mean, when you're newly married, it's it's a fun season of life. And really, I just wanted to hang out with with my wife. And um, mm -hmm. I wasn't too interested in going off on a solo hike, which <laughs> I had done before we got married. So, yeah. 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 And it's and, and I think it's you know, it's one of those first half of life transitions, obviously, where it's like, OK, now build a home build a career mm -hmm. support children get serious get serious you know and and yeah. there's a lot and there's absolutely nothing wrong with those things it's just that it it can it can be you can you can find yourself in a place where you're disoriented mm -hmm. i i've i've noticed um like uh one of the markers for me in you know recent months years is to f is to have that feeling that I had as a child when I would be um, doing something or wandering through somewhere and just enjoying it, not mm. sensing time, not sensing the next thing that I need to do on my list, not sensing um, a need to feel like angst about the thing that's going on at work, just like this is pleasurable for me if for reasons i don't even know but it but it's okay that you know it's kind of like a signal of like this is like your thumbprint yeah like these are the things you enjoy yeah and we lose those that's right and and it's funny because we're we spend a lot of time talking about the second half of life and 
one of the secrets, if I could put it that way, is a kind of return to one's innocent uh, innocence or most natural self. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first started going to therapy, I used to use that phrase, like, I'm interested if there's such a thing as the natural Kent. Mm-hmm. What is that? Where did he go? And how can I get that back? And so it's like a dual journey of a kind of return. Maybe that's why Jesus says you must become like little children, which is my forget about the world of social roles and return to one's elemental essence, which also simultaneously is like the maybe creates a kind of bridge to becoming your more full adult self, natural self in the world. It's not just like, grow up and don't be childlike (laughs) well it's it's a it's a direct um contradiction to yeah to those those messages stop stop wasting your time yeah get back to work you know yeah which which are those things that have just become more and more and more unfulfilling um sometimes when i work with people one-on-one i'll ask them a question along those lines i'll even i'll say sort of trace like become a detective of your own life and not just sort of the wounds and traumas but the very thing that you're describing what where did you feel just enjoyment in your own natural self where you just were and what Mm -hmm. were you doing and i don't know because there that sort of i don't know i keep of the word elemental innocence or elemental naturalness is there it's always there it's just beneath the surface it's just beneath the ego your ego consciousness and and it's not that hard to find yes but but you need like a compass it's like the needle needs to start pointing north toward that area Mm -hmm. um for you to sort of recover something and this is like back to our, our opening conversation about dreams um Dreams help you dip into that stream, the underground stream. It you cannot. That's the funny thing about it is that the ego can do nothing about dreams. Right. It can't control anything. It just walks through them. <laughs> it, it or it gets walked upon. Yeah. Is, uh, often how it feels. So, it you know you're dealing with sort of the unconscious terrain of your own life, and this is why oftentimes you wake up and you dismiss them because mm-hmm. the ego's like, I don't want that. You know, that was that was dumb or that was meaningless or that yeah. was that was all about sex or something like so creating a dream journal helps. And sometimes I'll I'll write my dreams down and I won't really even work them. Mm-hmm. But after a couple months, I'll read back over the dreams. And it's funny how not all of them return with such vividness, but a lot of them do. Yeah. And then I'll start to see patterns. Like I have mm-hmm. some very obvious patterns that have been emerging in the last year or two years with similar dream characters and similar dream situations. Mm-hmm. And I just notice, okay, this is something I need to pay attention to. And I, I often admit, I don't know anything about this. That's why I tell myself. Cause I'll say, yeah, I've had tons of Trump dreams or significant wealthy people dreams. Mm -hmm. And so my first pass is, well, obviously I have a problem with, um, like I have this attraction to power or wealth or something like that, that I don't Mm -hmm. want to admit. And there's probably something there, but, um, I'll often just remind myself, okay, pretend you know nothing about this because you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be about something very different. Yeah. Um, and, and hang on to that one. Okay. Because I think that this is where 
a lot of historical dream work, quote unquote, people would assume it's about figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Well, so what did it mean? You know, like, that's right. These are the conversations I have with some, and they're like, okay, so I dreamt this and this and this and this. What do you think it means? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk about that. Like my Trump dream, for example, Trump is on a throne. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's about as archetypal as you can get. Mm-hmm. Here you have a king figure sitting on a throne, and 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 his servants are bringing him in, in my dream a tomato, and mm-hmm. on one one half of the tomato is filled with maggots. It's an heirloom tomato, and the other half is perfect, mm-hmm. and that's that's the dream image. Well, that's very rich. Um, so it, there's something in my own psyche that mm-hmm. has to be explored and the feeling sense around those things and what is Trump up to and what is what am I feeling in the dream? And But then there's also the archetypal pathways of kingship mm-hmm. and taking the throne and perhaps the nature of taking the throne means you are handed a tomato that is, or handed a reality that is both filled with maggots and also pristine. Right. You know, the sort of, the paradox of, of um, now I'm just sort of paradox of kingship or leadership or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, so where does this archetypal content come from? And I mean, you would say it comes from the collective unconscious. So not only are, are, is is the the landscape that you're in is now symbolic and image based, and it's having an effect on the I and the dream, which is the dream ego. Mm-hmm. But it's also perhaps coming to you in in these larger patterns that are more universal mm-hmm. um, and they're they're hard to trace how any of these sort of dream images where do they exactly come from mm-hmm. um, you can't then wake up and say this plus this plus this is why I had this it doesn't right. work that way mm-hmm. so if I go back to this Trump dream and I go and I inhabit Trump on the throne he points at me in the dream mm-hmm. he points at me and says the word you Okay, he, he points at me in the dream, like, like he's really pissed at me. Um, but if I inhabit that finger pointing, what's beneath that is not just anger or finger pointing. It's that he knows something that I don't. Ooh. So now Ooh. all of a sudden I'm in, I'm in, okay, so some part of my psyche. And, that's, and that came from you. It came from me. Right, it some wasn't, wasn't of, like you read it in a book. Like you were working with the dream and you got the intuition my my dread is that he knows something I don't know, That's and he's right. pointing at me, and I and he does know something that I don't know, yeah, and that I don't want to look at for some reason. And actually, he's quite comfortable on this throne, hmm. in going about his business. And so, some part of my psyche, perhaps, wants me to inhabit this place of taking a throne, or I mean, as weird as that sounds, or knowing something that my ego knows nothing about. If, if we were just to take this dream a little bit further, what might be happening? And I think that's probably the best way to say it. Because one of the things I'm understanding about DreamWorks is that DreamWork, this goes in the one-on-one on, one on, one on one business, is that the dream works on you. Okay? Uh, cute. The, Explain that. The dream works on you. The same way a poem read over time works on you. Works on your own, Works on your mind, your heart, your way of seeing the world. But what if, what if I'm having a dream and I don't want it to work on me? That's what I'm saying. Tough shit. <laughs> that's that's what makes them so powerful. I mean, because you're like, I don't want to be having this dream. Well, what I if want... I read it the wrong way and I do the wrong thing? Well, that's that's back to the world of interpretation. Don't worry about interpretation. Let it do its work. 
bring it to mind, honor it, talk about it, write it down, enact mm -hmm. it, um, meaning put on a little drama. I'll sometimes do this. And it's a way of honoring the dream and its content and, and inhabiting the certain, inhabiting the, the feeling sense of certain characters, particularly non-ego characters, meaning like Trump in the dream. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to find something about out about this way of being in the world, I'm invited to embody it. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean I embody Trump. I just mean right. I embody something of this <laughs> dream character. I sleep with a porn star. And then <laughs> yeah. I lie about it to my wife for six months until I tell the truth because a lawyer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know it's craziness. Um, but okay, so one question you might ask, why is Trump, coming because trump bothers me like i'm not a big trump fan although uh, there's something about him that i think is so poignant like it's so of course he's the president of course <laughs> it's like all all signs cultural signs and point to exactly that's exactly who should be president right now well and it's yeah and it's the form that you recognize which is is also i think undermines some of this like uh, well, analyze the symbol for me. It's like, well, well, what is the heirloom tomato to Kent? Well, Kent's a gardener. Kent spends a lot of time outside. You're probably growing heirloom tomatoes. It's probably going to have a different significance to you, and meaning your psyche is probably going to use it as like a symbol or a character That's right. for you in a way that it's not going to appeal to me because I'm not a gardener. Yeah, and actually that's a good, I mean, even if we take heirloom, like there's something like I'm, just in my waking life, I'm drawn to heirloom tomatoes and their their stripes and just the way they look. And I think something about them needs to be preserved hmm. um, in a in a world where we're basically getting down to industrial growth tomatoes. And and there's something ancient about it, and the seed of which is passed on through generations. Yet the flip side of it also has maggots. So this this is an image of perhaps of the two sides of my own personality like mm -hmm. yeah there's something um that is good and ancient and striped and uh well shaped and there's another side that's full of maggots and yeah mm -hmm. that is who i am yeah, yeah i have to i have to embrace that rather than you know strutting around trying to promote one side or the other which is what we often do like we play the victim i'm maggots i'm uh, you know i'm no good i'm whatever mm -hmm. or Actually, I've got it all buttoned down and, you know, finally I got rid of all the maggots. No, they're yeah. there and they're doing their work. <laughs> oh, man. You are so, like, it's, this is this could be a total segue. But I keep thinking of that Michael Mead myth of the African, the you know, the old African myth of the king. Tell me about or the it. tribal leader mm -mm. that um, he's one half of him is gold. Okay. And one half of him is covered in maggots. And okay. he needs the community See? to come and pick the maggots See? off of him. This is what I mean also <laughs> about the 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 deep um collective unconscious. Yeah. Because if there's a myth out there where there's a king, apparently there is, and one side of his maggots and the other side is gold, well, there's something um uh, uh transpersonal about the dream image of the mm -hmm. two-sided tomato. Yeah. yeah. And and actually and so funny because that apparently that's a that's um a king story and here yeah. in my dream it's a king story well i'm not making all that up so to speak um this happened and this might be a good example to leap into cuz um i i had an image that came to mind as i woke up a few days ago 
And I'll share with you the image, but first I will share with you something that Ramdas said. And I think Ramdas is talking about, um, let's just say in general, the path to enlightenment. He described it as first, it's like a spider web thread that you're trying to find and get your fingers around and hang on to and see if you can very gently pull it. And then it becomes more like, uh, you know, a cloth thread that has a bit more substance to it. And then it's more like a string and then it's more like a cord and then it's more like a rope. And you can get, and I think that, um, like dreams feel like that where there's kind of this weird apprehension of like, if you first start to take them seriously, it's like, what are these weird, you know, spider web, like threads I'm grabbing onto. And am yeah. I really going to act on that? That's am right. I going to take that seriously? Um, and part of, getting into them is kind of seeing like, well, will it turn into a thread? Will it turn into a string? Will it turn into a cord? Um, I had one that just came this week and it's literally just an image. So it's not even, you know, there's no sort of interaction scene. I had an image right before I woke up. Um, and the image was three signs, literally like, like signs that you would see on the side of a road. Three signs. All three signs were identical. They were all state, um, like state highway signs. So it was the mm -hmm. black background with the white emblem on yeah, it, and then okay. a number inside the white emblem. Um, all three signs were identical, and they all had the number one nine four in them. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm from you know Chicago, and so immediately I woke up and I thought that's odd because Interstate ninety four runs from Chicago to Detroit. Uh, but it wasn't an interstate sign. It was a state road sign and it was 194. It was not 94. So I Googled 194. Um, and it turns out there's a lot of state roads 194. And so I found on a Wikipedia page that they had a list of all the images of, of the different 194 signs. Thank you, you know, DreamMaker for providing me with the internet too, to help me, um, and so it turns out the one that I saw is actually the one that's located in North Carolina and it cut, runs straight through Boone, North Carolina, um, in the mountains. And that's mm -hmm. where my people are from. Yeah. I have zero idea what's going to happen. Although, um, the thread that I'm following, uh, as I started to think, okay, normally I'll take a trip alone into the woods in the summertime. Um, meaning I've done that once and I, it was so rewarding. I plan to do it again. Um, so why don't I head down there and yeah. do that trip there and then maybe just go up and down the highway, just see if, yeah, if right. there's anything there. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a great idea. That's, that's learning to trust that the dream image has some gift that you know nothing about. Mm -hmm. And, um, in a kind of curious childlike way to, follow that yeah. i mean if that's a if that's an Why intuition not? you have exactly exactly and it is because, because it, i'll feel embarrassed if there's nothing there that's why that's <laughs> why not because i'll feel ashamed that i was an idiot if i if i go and i don't feel like something you know cataclysmic happened to my my soul journey on the yeah trip. no i mean these things they unfold very slowly um Maybe it's like where what is this one ninety four and it turns out the very first Google image takes you back to this road, which again is like another mm -hmm. sort of metaphor or symbol, um, and it runs right through the heart of 
where your own people come from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, amazing. And, and let me go ahead and, and, and throw in the skeptic too. Um, I was in North Carolina over spring break mm-hmm. and I passed through Boone. Could, you know, the, it, like taking more of like the computer analogy of the brain, could the brain have like recorded on the hard drive, the image, and then just replayed it back randomly I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't, I mean, but I don't think that's interesting. What I do think is interesting is why not yeah. pursue the thread? Is there really something so disastrous on the other side of yeah. that? Yeah. No, I, this I like, I mean, this is, I think probably is getting close to a question that people like us have and it's kind of hard to put into words and it has something to do with is the universe a random assortment of particles yeah or does it have a direction an aim is it like an arrow is it flying somewhere or is there some some form of consciousness and not in the sense of like you know there's an there's an all-powerful being being that's planning everything and directing everything but like no i mean like where did where the where did the dreams come from i don't know yeah and that's why that's why I put it a few minutes ago in in the realm of faith. Something about me trusts that there are patterns of meaning. Yeah. And maybe it's what Einstein was said um I was just talking to to my wife about this the other day. We were both talking about this notion. What did he mean by this? But but, it, but Einstein said something like um the biggest question I'm sort of messing it up a little bit, is whether or not the universe is friendly. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm... I just... I really liked that we're here at this park, and I really like that sort of little um, feeling going ahead and and allowing yourself, you know, especially the sort of you know, second half of life journey, getting back to some places where I get to feel... Like I'm a child in the sense that I enjoy this for the only only the reasons that I purely enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I purely enjoy this walk through the woods or this climbing the tree or this running up and going down a slide. Um, you know, and it doesn't always have to be a childish thing, but just tuning into like I'm I enjoy this for no other reason than I enjoy this. And there's something that feels like it's uniquely me in that. And I think that kind of the dreams are there too. Like, for instance, if I drive down to Boone, North Carolina, because I saw an image, which I did, you know, of the, of Interstate 194 sign, or not Interstate, um, Highway 194, and I saw the one that was in North Carolina. Um, part of that is like I'm doing that purely for my own enjoyment, and mm. also to, you know, maybe just the act of doing it is building some sort of fortitude in the second half of life walk right it's yeah. not like it's not like there's a secret answer down there that once no. it'll be like Ba-da! no you were supposed to move yeah sometimes like um i think about dreams as being like a personal dead sea scroll and the thing about the dead sea scrolls is that they were found in fragments mm-hmm. and very carefully and very painstakingly, the fragments were sort of put back together again. And then there's the the process of beginning to read. And the language is a little different. Well, it's in Hebrew, but it's first century Hebrew. And 
some of the words and they're missing parts and this 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 letter has been corrupted or was eaten by a mouse or whatever mm-hmm. um and and i like that as an image because it, if i think about my own dream landscapes like that these are little mini dead sea scrolls that i've been given and they don't have the answer in them but rather just have to be read over time yeah. and carried with you and maybe and- there's and you're opening yourself up. If you're the person who's piecing it back together, you're probably not doing it out of this like intense, you know, oh God, I've got to interpret this thing or the, you know, it's just like, you probably just really enjoy the process. Yeah. You're and you working enjoy the with scholarship. it. Yeah. And, and you, and, and if you begin to integrate these dream images into your life, you're learning about your own capacities that mm-hmm. your ego has shut down in order to survive, in order to make it through the difficulties of life, it has shut down these other capacities. But to make it further in the second half, um, if you like that metaphor, um, then then it has then that's the invitation to to Im- to embody these hidden and sleeping capacities, like like uh, like the dragon in the old old tales, which lives within, but it's been sleeping underground. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and it, when it first appears, you think it's going to burn up your whole life, but it turns out it's the, very, it's the very thing that wants to be born in the world. It's the very thing that needs to stretch its wings out and and come forth. So, yeah. There's the wind. I don't know if... Um, a few times I kind of was enjoying the wind blowing. It actually blew that grill over that's sitting in the park that mm-hmm. somebody apparently is using to cook This has meals. been an important part, by the way, for my own dream work, as I work with a person... Wait. Wilcox Park? Yeah, I, I'll come here and we'll work dreams. Uh, all winter long, I walked around here um, once a week and worked some of my own dreams. Even the Trump dream, by the way. I I first started working in this in this park, meaning walk around and talk about it, bring it back to mind, speak about it in first-person present tense as if it's happening, start exploring the territory, dream characters. So it's fitting, to say the least. Wow. You you save that little point until the end. It's like, it's all part I have of to it's all part of the, the okay. 